I never was more grateful for earning that money than I was, you know, like it was just a very different feeling because it was my product, my food. Welcome to a 209 Journey Podcast. I'm your host, Luis Urbano. And before we get started, I just want to invite everyone to follow us on social media at the 209 Journey on Facebook, X, formerly Twitter, and Instagram is where you can find the podcast and find out when new episodes are posted. Send me a message if you have a suggestion for a future guest as well. Always appreciate it. And you can, of course, find out what is going on in the 209. I'm actually working on sharing more stuff going on around the different cities of our era code. So if y'all are ever visiting or if you are from the 209, you can find out what is going on in your city or in a neighboring city as well. So on episode 37, I'm actually going to be interviewing Jessica Casas from One Hot Mama Salsa. She'll be talking to us about her story of moving from the Bay Area to the Central Valley. And then, of course, how the business got started. So without further ado, let's go ahead and introduce our guest for tonight. Welcome to the 209 Journey Podcast, Jessica. How are you? Hello. I'm great. How are you? Doing really good as well. Had a good Thanksgiving. And for all of our listeners, we're recording the day after Thanksgiving. Well, Jessica, I want to first start by asking you more of what I usually like to ask here on the podcast, especially when someone maybe wasn't born here in the 209, but you moved at an early age too. Tell us more about what it was like for you to move to my hometown of Modesto back in 93 when you were in eighth grade. Yeah. So I was born and raised in Gilroy, California. And then when I started becoming a teen, I was raised by my father. He was a single parent. And so when I started becoming a teenager, my very, very traditional Hispanic father could not handle a teenage daughter. (laughs) So he decided that it was time for me to come live with my mom who lived in Modesto And so we, I moved up here my middle of eighth grade year with my mom and my brother and went to Teal Middle School. I, it, it was awful because I came right smack in the middle of eighth grade year and it was a brand new junior high and I was from a small town Morgan Hill junior high. So to go to Empire was very different. And then, yeah. And then I was the first freshman class, I believe for Johansson High School. Oh, well, that's really cool. Yeah, and that's how I ended up in Modesto. Yeah, I'm sure it must have been tough. Yeah, for sure. Like (laughs) moving closer to the high school year, the freshman year and all that. Yes. Meet new people and all that. And yeah. Yeah, it was awful because I had I was born and raised over there. So I grew up with these people since kindergarten. And then you come to a totally new area, new school. And where I was raised at, it was mostly Hispanics and whites. So coming to Modesto, it was very it was more of a melting pot. So it had a lot more different ethnicities like Assyrians were my first friends here and I knew nothing of them. And they were my best friend. They became my best friend. I learned the language, the food, like it, it was, it was crazy because it was, it was definitely an eye-opening experience. <laughs> so being from the Bay Area, I always ask this from people who like move here because I know it's like almost like we're in different states and we're so close yes. <laughs> because life yes. is so much different. But how was it for it you is. to get adjusted to life being that over here? It's not quite as busy like it is over there. <laughs> 
Correct. Yeah. I think the wor- the first thing that was probably the hardest for me to get used to was the weather. To go from the beach being not too far and getting that fog and that like cool ocean air to the valley where it was very hot. <laughs> it was so hot. And then like, I mean, I was raised in the country. So the cows and the dairy farms and stuff wasn't a big reality for me. But it was just very hot in all the orchards. Ooh, the orchards messed with me bad. Okay, well, that's good. It's good that you know you already had that like ranch environment and yeah, yeah, anything that <laughs> you were used to the smells and all that. So that was good. Yes, I was already used to. It. Yeah, no, the dairies didn't bother me at all. So because I was in where the area I was from, it was all country and and like Polister, they had a lot of mm-hmm. ranches and stuff. So yeah. I want to get right to talking about your business, One Hot Mama okay. Salsa. Like, yes. First, tell me how it started. And I also want to know like where, where the name came from as well. Okay. Yes. Okay. So it actually ended up starting from, because I, during pandemic, which I think a lot of people started things during pandemic times, I used to work at the hospital and the, so, Okay, 2021. January 2021, I I was working my 12th shift in a row, I think. And I finally caught COVID from a patient and I ended up getting really sick. And in April of 2021, so four months after having COVID, I ended up having a stroke from it. Yeah, at work. <laughs> so which I guess was kind of good because I was at work. So yeah, and sadly, I wasn't, I wasn't ever able to return back to work after that. They're still working on what's going on with my brain and cognitive abilities, memory and stuff. So I had to let go of going back to work at the hospital. And they didn't recognize stroke and COVID. I have what they call long COVID. So it's Mm -hmm. like, when the effects of having COVID affect you longer than you know, six week period that it should bother you. Mine has been three years almost now. So they call it long COVID and they still don't know too much about it. So where I still have doctors and specialists and stuff. So medical career on hold and uh, I wasn't Mm -hmm. getting any money and I have twins and a older son, but at the time was younger. He's now 21. But when all this happened, he was 18 so I had to support my children. And so last year we were hitting hard times. I was like, I had no more savings account. I had no more of my, what is that? The retirement 401. So I was like, what could I do? But I couldn't go back to work because I can't drive anymore. And I can't, that's a long story, but it's just, I can't do that Mm -hmm. stuff. So my kids were like, well, maybe cook mom, but I don't have the ability to cook for a long time or stand for a long time. And I was like, well, I make salsa good. And so I used to, when I worked at Memorial many moons ago, I used to sell salsa to them and it did really well. And so I thought, well, I'll try that again. And I just started off with the one, the only one that I only ever had made with my mom and now is called Spicy OG. And I was like, okay, well, we'll make it and I'll sell it. And I started making it in my kitchen and I was selling jars, little eight ounce jars to friends and family. And then my good friends that were pop-up people were like, come sell with us. But 
I didn't know math and stuff really well. Um, I'm still relearning things. So my oldest son, Roy, was like, I'll go with you. I'll help you. And that's how it started. Wow. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. Yeah. You had to deal with all that. And it's interesting how like you had that as a really small business, I guess, before, right? Like it was just like, keep it to the, the hospital yeah, yeah. You know, for them to buy, yes, but then that you were able to hustle. reach back. Yeah. And yeah. be like, let mm-hmm. me, let me have that go on again. Yes. Like that, I'm going to focus more on, on that and, and making more salsas, right. Then yes. the only one that was there. Yeah. And it, it was kind of crazy because when it first started, it was just at like pop-ups and it was just, I think I only made spicy and mild. It was just two reds. It was just a spicy mm-hmm. and a mild. And then it quickly grew. Like I, it, it kind of caught that, like it was slow to start. And then all of a sudden, I'm not sure if it was because I've been on the news twice. I think the first time after the news is when it started picking up a little more faster. <laughs> oh, yeah. News coverage helps a lot for sure. Yes, <laughs> it does. The word it does. All that. Yeah. Especially with social yeah. media, people sharing and all that. Yes. And I, I got so lucky because I was able to get Cody to from Good Day Sacramento to try my salsa on TV and that just, I think that was like the best idea I ever had. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's my most viewed reel maybe, but yeah, it, it, it did really well. Oh, that's really good. Yeah. Like yeah. Instagram reels are, are the way to go for anyone trying to, yes. to do videos and get views and people sharing. I agree. I mean, we're always sharing stuff, right? I don't think anyone could yes. say, I haven't been on Instagram and I've not shared a video. Yeah, no, people share everything. (laughs) Yes. And yes, reels are a great way to get your stuff out there. So as far as the name of the business, the One Hot Mamas, where did that come from? Okay, so that's probably the best story of it all. So when we were deciding that what I was going to do to try to help my son with money, I had a good longtime friend, my friend Nick, and my son and my twins we were all hanging out and trying to figure out what we were going to call my salsa business. And I honestly, because my memory is really bad now, I don't remember what names they were saying or coming up with. And I don't really remember too much of the history on it. But I just know that I think my oldest son and my twins maybe were like one hot mama. And I was like, and at the time, because I used to, before stroke and long COVID, I used to get like, very like I would be very dolled up for my hospital job. <laughs> mm. So I was like, well, that doesn't really match me anymore because I don't wear, you know, I don't do makeup or anything like that anymore. My hands don't know how to. And they were like, but no, you're a hot mama. And that was it. It stuck. And that probably I don't even get I, I'm not even known by Jessica anymore. It's just hot mama. I will be <laughs> places and they are like, hot mama. Hey. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not Jessica no more. I'm I am hot mama. And even on the news, both I believe Cody and when I was on Fox 40, he introduced me as the hot mama. And I it's so it's 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 awesome. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's nice if you have a, a name and you're able to 
yes. be known as, as that, right? It helps grow the business too, right? It does, like, yes, because they, they that's know. how people remember me. They like, I if I I I recently got into chambers for, through Oakdale and Modesto, and that's how they call me. They're like, oh my gosh, you're the hot mama. You're the hot mama salsa. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> I never thought it. <laughs> So speaking of, of salsa, and yeah. as you mentioned before, right, you had the, the OG flavor and then you had another one. It was only like two initially. I now know that I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, you guys are up to like six varieties of, of salsas now? Yes. What, yeah. What are they? Can you name them? Yeah, I have. So yeah, like I said, when I first started, it was only two and it quickly grew because I, re- I, I always wanted to do what the, my customers wanted and what they needed. And I, I realized I needed to come up with a verde one because I did not have a green one, nor did I ever like make one because my kids, I love verde, but my kids don't. So I started playing around in the kitchen and I believe that was my third one I made. And that one is my most popular I won a trophy for it in Oakdale at Dying Breed, and it, it I sell out of it every single time. I never have leftovers of salsa verde. I believe that that one and my cabbage salsa are my number one sellers. But I also make a cabbage, and it's just fresh cabbage, cilantro, tomato, lemon juice, and seeded jalapeno. That one's a big seller. Then I have Mama's Mayhem. That is my habanero flavor. That's my hottest one I make. Although I will give you a little sneak peek, I did start creating a messing around with hot sauce and I made a delicious Serrano hot sauce and I'm having people test it right now to see if it's something that people would buy. So we'll see. (laughs) And then I have, oh, and for the fall, I created a pumpkin one, which did really well this fall season. I made a pumpkin salsa that was it was just like a mid spice because with flavored ones, I don't make different varieties. I just make a spicy and that's it. And then I have a spicy avocado. That's my newest one. Well, that's nice. I've never heard of a, a pumpkin one. So that's definitely unique. Yes. And it's nice. Yeah. Yeah. People really, it was really funny because when I created it, it was for the Gall market every Saturday market, uh, first Saturday market. And because they were doing a fall festival and they had a pumpkin theme and I was like, well, I make salsa. I'm not going to do pumpkin. And then I started thinking, wait a minute. Cause I love pumpkin. Mm-hmm. And so I started playing around in the kitchen and my oldest son was like, absolutely not. It's a pie. You don't make pumpkin salsa mom and I'm like it's delicious you should try it but he wouldn't so my twins and then I gave it to some vendor friends and they were like this is so delicious and that actually I sold out of it the first weekend I launched it and it's I'm not making it anymore so I only have what's left of my jars but I'll come out with it again next season that's even better too. keep people waiting they're gonna be so excited and maybe maybe next you have a a bigger list, right? Of like, oh, you got to make a lot more. And <laughs> right, more right, yes, more. have a, a pre-sale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was really yummy. I, it was just, it was different. Like it had that sweet, savory factor to it, but not too much. So hard to explain. Now I'm wondering if you could do like a peppermint one or something like for like Christmas time. You, <laughs> that I know, right? Some my good friend, she sent me. She's she has a, her small business too. She sent me a cranberry. She was like, you should do like a cranberry salsa. And I was like, well, I don't know. 
<laughs> I don't know. I might I might leave that alone. Yeah, yeah, that'd be an interesting one to make it work with the different flavors. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like I love to cook and I love to create, but I don't know if I'm that creative. <laughs> <laughs> so I know you've been to like different pop-ups, you've sold uh at just a variety of different places throughout the, the tour nine, but what's one of the places that stands out to you? Like what's one maybe we're like you sold that a lot on or maybe just something special happened? Well, this it's always that is always going to go to Oakdale. My heart is in Oakdale and I do not live in Oakdale and I'm not from Oakdale, but Oakdale was my first market. I used to do pop-ups and I quickly had to learn. I quickly learned that pop-ups for salsa was not where it was at. Like I needed mm-hmm. to get in a farmer's market. So I got into Oakdale morning market and I quickly had to learn. Cause like I said, I, I, I was a medical person, so I don't know nothing about having a small business and on top of, you know, stroke and stuff. So my brain doesn't read the same or understand the same. So I just thought I can join any farmer's market and I apply, I get in, I'm excited. And I quickly found out that there's a lot of rules and regulations in Stanislaus County. <laughs> mm. So, yeah, so I had to, but I loved it because Oakdale made me, I feel like who I am now as a business person today, because I quickly learned I needed to get my license. I needed to get my permit. I needed to get, I needed to make the money to get my license from California, which I have now. And, you know, it took a while, but I got it. And, you know, getting into farmer's markets was probably the best thing I ever did for myself some business oh, after yeah. counting. <laughs> it was, <laughs> yeah. yeah, once it, yeah, it was farmer's market. Like, like you were saying that was so your back to your question. Sorry, I got lost there. Oakdale is my most favorite, my most memorable because they were my first time I ever sold out. And I mean, me and my oldest son, like jumping up and down, crying, like, because I went from making good money, you know, at a hospital to making no money mm-hmm. and then having my son support me. So to sell out by myself because people enjoyed my salsa and it was my gosh. And it wasn't nothing crazy. It was like, I think it was like $500. I was bawling like a baby. It was the best moment of my whole life. Like I never was more grateful for earning that money than I was, you know, like it was just a very different feeling because it was my product, my food, my name. And I did it, you know, it wasn't nobody else. I mean, my, with the help of my son, but so it was, it was awesome. It was the best. That first time was the best. Oh, yeah. I can imagine, right? It's like, you know, it says a lot. I'm sure like when you sell out, right? People are enjoying yes. your product and people are going to yes. tell others. And that's only like, it can only grow so much more, right? After yes. selling out yes. entirely. Yeah, it's just, and it's been wonderful. And I mean, and Oakdale has always been really good to me. They just, every time we're there at the mor- their morning market, or even the last thing that we had with them was their fall festival. And that was another, that was my best sales day ever to this date. Still the fall festival has been my highest and it's just Oakdale is pretty, it, they're awesome. They're very supportive, very wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's really great. Yeah. Oakdale still, it's still got that small town vibe, right? I yes, mean, I they know do. That, like they're, 
they're, they're growing. There's more like yes. places there and all that. I, I think that they, they still have that. And yes, luckily, and I love it. With the field displays. Yeah, I love it. They love their animals. I love like they always have their dogs at their market. It's I yeah, I just love it. It's very it's a very homey feeling and very supportive. Very supportive. Oh yeah, you definitely need that for sure. Yes. Uh, anywhere, anywhere you sell. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, definitely anywhere. So aside from Oakdale, what are other places that you typically like sell at like throughout the year? So when market season was in, I do Patterson's Farmer's Market, which is when in season, it's not on right now, but it's on Wednesdays, uh, every Wednesday from four to eight. And then there was Oakdale's Morning Market, and that runs from May to the end of September, and that was eight to, to 11. And then let's see, where else was I doing? Turlock Farmer's Market. But right now, because Turlock Farmer's Market and the market, which was on Sunday, because I was doing the Sunday market, and then Turlock Saturday Farmer's Market, but they joined forces. So I now it's every Saturday until the end of December 23rd. From Is it nine to one? I want to say nine to one. And I'm on the market side. So this side of other place. And yeah, that's where my yeah, that's the only market in right now. Oh, I can I will be in Oakdale December second. They're having their big Christmas event. It's like a all day thing from I think eleven in the morning till eight at night. Their Christmas parade. I'll be there on First Street or First Avenue. Galt's market ended every first Saturday of Galt. I'm I would I was doing theirs. So yeah. Just Trillock right now. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, all throughout the, the 209, basically. I'm like, yes, I'm picturing yes. every spot. Like, yeah, that's around. <laughs> yeah. I tried. I tried to put my finger everywhere I could. And then, and now I'm like thinking I'm going to have to figure out what I'm going to do because I'm only one person canning all this salsa. And I'm going to need to make a whole lot more salsa for next year, <laughs> for next season. Excuse me. Yeah, gonna need someone else, right? It's like no hiring. Yes. <laughs> Go the team. My son, my son does the cabbage for me, but he doesn't do none of the salsa. So he's gonna be like, I don't know what to do, mom. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're putting it out there, right? For anyone listening, if there's anyone who wants yes. to join who has some salsa making experience, then <laughs> right, come over here and then. play with me. <laughs> uh, help grow the different salsa varieties because I, I want to see a peppermint salsa happen. <laughs> <laughs> right i know now you're gonna have my noodle turning like oh, let me see could i make that happen i mean <laughs> i don't know possibly there could be something on like a riff it's not it peppermint, but something else that that is like christmasy right like, yes like what else could ones? be christmasy that would be great and it'd have to be able to go really great on tamales as well i'm a big fan of cinnamon but I don't know oh my gosh, me too. Cinnamon, but yeah, so. I love cinnamon. Yes. Well, my pumpkin salsa actually had a really good hint of cinnamon in it. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Yes. I think cinnamon gives a, a good touch to, to any like, yes. drink or salsa or anything. Yeah, I mean, it's... I, yes, it's I love cinnamon. If you're in Turlock, I, I got you on a pumpkin salsa. I think I have some 16 ounces left. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, I, I, I might be. I might be, yeah. Yes. Especially with the Christmas season rolling around. I, I know I'm going to Christmas Tree Lane. That's a place oh, that I'm yes. going back to. Yes, I love that place. And Ceres, right? 
Yeah, series has one. I'm going to that one as well. Uh, the Sherlock one is also the one. Oh my, okay, was, see, I didn't even know Chris uh, Turlock had one, so I definitely might have to look that up, because I'm in Turlock a lot now, so. Oh, okay, yeah, it's not far from downtown, it's just. Uh, oh, okay, perfect. Yeah, so it's it's good, yeah, if anyone, I'll, I'll be promoting it, I'll be promoting it on uh, Instagram when I go and taking oh, pictures, okay. so for anyone who, yes. who doesn't know, yeah, it's, it's good. I've never, I've yeah. driven by the series one, haven't really, like, gotten off the car in that one, but oh, I the Turlock one, I've been a few times. Well, I know that you guys also do catering as well, right? In addition to the events that, that you guys uh, go to to sell. But what's a story that stands out to you? Maybe like a special order that was done or maybe like one that you had to deliver at a specific time or something that went on. Like what, what's what's one catering story? Well, for catering, let me throw that out there. I am very excited and want to do an amazing catering salsa event someday soon. Like I have yet, I've only done special orders so far for people, like big orders, like and the only story that I have for you, the memorable one would be my cabbage because I had a lady order the biggest thing of cabbage, like ever I mean it I it was four heads of cabbage I had to chop up I mean it was a lot of cabbage salsa and she said they ate the whole thing it I never I never seen a and I don't know it was 40 ounces of cabbage I think yeah it was huge and I just couldn't believe it. and she was like yeah they tore it, it was for a kid's party and oh. she said they ate all of it but that I have I have yet to do. I want to do a. I would love to cater as a whole salsa bar. Like someday, that's my dream. I'm gonna have like a whole like a salsa bar, like where you could just walk up and you could pick your avocado salsa and your cabbage and you know whatever you want. It's all gonna be there. <laughs> oh. Yes, I just I because I love salsa. Like who doesn't like give it? I love it. I love it all. Give it to me. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I like salsa as long as it's mild, too. I don't really take spiciness as much. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Even though I'm Mexican, and that's always yeah. the ongoing joke. Always. <laughs> I so my funniest story probably for customers is because is they assume because I'm Mexican, like sometimes I'll try my salsa and they're like, well, it's not that spicy. And then, of course, <laughs> my old school ones will school me and they'll be like, they'll ask, why isn't it hotter? And I'm Mexican. Why isn't it hotter? And I'm like, not all Mexicans want to die. I don't. I don't. I just, especially now, I love hot, but my pancreas is not doing so great. So I can't have spicy anymore. So mama's mayhem, I had to let people know that was it. Like, even though I made this green chile, which is delicious, I can't eat it. I, I tried and my stomach gets sick. So it mm -hmm. it's not worth the, it is worth the burn, but it's not worth it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's like I miss it. I miss my hot, hot stuff, but I just can't do it anymore. So that's, I think that's why I love Spicy OG the best because it has the greatest flavor. Like, and it's a perfect spice. Like, it's not too hot. It's not too mild. Yeah. Have you thought about doing one that's, that is really spicy though for those people that do ask for that and be like, well, we have some. It's not that much, but here's a yeah. small batch of like super spicy chile piquin. Like, salsa for well, those like well, adventures <laughs> yes well i've told people before i'm like because my problem is is mama's mayhem which is my hottest one i make i can't go no hotter like i can't try it and 
And so it's hard for me to create a salsa and not taste it and know that it tastes good. And so that's my only problem is, is I don't want to try to create something because I could, I mean, but like, I have to be able to taste it and make sure that I'm giving you a good product. I don't want to, because I think that's probably what my, my, my business is all about is the flavor. Like I want the flavor, but without all the garbage, like I don't, everything in my salsa is all fresh besides salt and pepper. And so, and I had to, unfortunately, I mean, not unfortunately, but I had to add in lemon because I can my salsa now. So you have to have a citric for canning, a citric acid in there. And I don't want to put no preservatives. So, so I, my salsa is all flavor, like, and that's what I want people to have when they have it. I just want them to have a delicious salsa, but I don't want them to have like the make your, you know, your mocos run and you're mm-hmm. sweating and then you don't even taste the food. Like you want to <laughs> taste it. You want to <laughs> savor that flavor. <laughs> yeah. So that's my thing I, with salsas. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like, so I could go hotter. I can my boys love spicy so they could taste it for me, but I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know if I can't taste it. I don't want to make it. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that's that's true. That's understandable. Yeah. Unless you had like a little like small batch that you did, and you're like, for those people yes. that ask, it's like, all right, you could be a, a right, taster, right. You get uh, it. Yes. <laughs> Which I think that's what I'm gonna do with my green chile because it's really good and it's very hot. And so with hot sauce, you know, you only need a little bit. So I'm thinking about it, but I just need like because you know it would be a lot more work. So we'll see. Do you usually have like taste samples for people? Like you have the tortilla chip bag out there and then it's like, hey, Oh here's, yes. There's each one that yes. you usually have that. Yes. I am all about the samples. I swear. Mm-hmm. I swear by it. I've told anybody who's asked me advice about starting a business samples is the way to go because people want to know what they're going to get. So what better way? And I mean, me handing out chips and samples isn't killing me because it's making a sell because mm-hmm. of the time, the people that are trying it end up buying it. And I love it when they're like, well, can I try them all? I'm like, yes, because then you cannot just pick one. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, they, uh, they most of the time will walk away with more than one because they're like, the verde, it's so good. I want the verde, but then they want a red as well. So then they're like, well, I'll get, you know, so yeah, it's, I, yeah. I always have samples of everything. Every single one I make, I have samples of. And for all the product, do you have like just like one size for all the containers or do you have like multiple containers or? I have multiple right now. I have an eight ounce and a 16 ounce and now I can them. I do fresh salsa and I do canned. So basically they don't need to be refrigerated. You could leave them in your cabinet for up to 18 months. And then once you open them, you put them in the refrigerator. But yeah, I have eight ounces and 16 ounces. But for like my people who have put special orders, I've done my largest in salsa was 64 ounces and then cabbage was 40 ounces. I've done so far, but I'm hoping to venture into doing more catering. I would love to do some catering. So that's what I'm going to start trying to get into or look into. Yeah. Well, for everyone listening, if anyone has a event going on, 
They're trying to look yes. for vendors for catering. <laughs> Hopefully they can reach out to you and, and they can have a an authentic salsa bar. Not that other ones aren't. I mean, yes. if, if it's just like if you're just getting the food and they just happen to bundle that, it's not the same as someone who actually does sell yes. just salsas and dedicates yes. their time to that. Yes, that's all I do. I make a salsa and it has all the flavor. <laughs> <laughs> I used to do chips too, but I almost burned my house down. So I had to pause for a while. Oh, yeah, that would be a good good compliment for sure. I mean, you need yes. the, the chips usually with the salsa, unless you have tacos. Oh, yeah, chips. Yes, are... the chips were, especially when they're homemade. When I just was, when I was doing homemade chips, they did really well. Because, I mean, homemade chips are so much better than the bagged ones. But I just, I have to get my brain in the, I, I have a problem with multitasking now since the stroke. So I can't focus on one thing. I go like six different ways. So oil is just too risky for me. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oil is yes. it's something else for sure. <laughs> when you're Heck cooking. Yeah. yeah. I don't so know how people do things. that with the turkey. I don't know how people fry their turkeys. That's scary as ever to me yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just too scary i have no idea i don't know how yeah i'm sure they, they must no. have burned a few of them before they <laughs> oh yeah definitely it's <laughs> just it. and yeah. then how do you know like the oil level with the turkey i don't know it gives me anxiety thinking about it <laughs> yeah yeah it's not it's not a chicken it's, it's a tricky no yeah, so it's and it's huge <laughs> oh yeah no i'm scared well, hopefully you can find a tortilla chip vendor. Maybe maybe someone else who like could be next to you. Like, yes. Your, your oh, that would, that would be, be great. Combo. Right. The, <laughs> <laughs> that would be together. a wonderful combo. I'm trying to think. I'll have to like look if I ever interview someone that has a tortilla chip business locally. I'll let you know. Or any of one other one that kind of compliments that too. I even, yeah. I would even say a taqueria too. I don't know if you've explored the avenues of maybe doing a partnership with anyone who has a business and maybe they just have basic salsa they don't really right right put too much effort. well i i had a restaurant want me to make my verde for them and then they wanted to buy the recipe and i was like no <laughs> i just started we're not buying selling recipes yet no 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 <laughs> <laughs> that's another level too selling the whole recipe so you can buy but yes i'll take the business was, away there. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, I can't sell my recipe. I'm only celebrated a year. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta work. Early. I gotta yes, I gotta have some blood, sweat, and tears behind it before I say sell. Plus, especially if it's just a local restaurant, right? I feel like if it was a national chain or something, and then they're offering yeah. like crazy yeah. dollars. Like, <laughs> might be different. <laughs> right. Can I retire already? <laughs> yeah. Uh, hopefully i mean hopefully there's restaurants that just do the the bulk orders and all that because i mean yeah salsa is a big thing and someone can go to a restaurant and the 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 food meat whatever it is that they're ordering like might be good if the salsa isn't good that that takes away a lot for a lot of people it does yes salsa is very important i i swear it's like everything and it's so sometimes i go like i went into a restaurant one day and i was like what is this? Like, did they even make it? <laughs> I'm like, here, I will make some for you. Let me give it to you. <laughs> it must have been like just the generic ones that you find at stores, like with the cans. Yes, and... yes. In which it broke my heart when I found out. I was my cousin was like, yeah, they use canned salsa, and I'm like, there's canned salsa. 
Yeah. I, oh. I grew up thinking everybody made their own and I guess <laughs> I was wrong. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it makes a big difference too. I know if I go to a Mexican place, if they didn't make their beans, it's pretty noticeable. They're like 10 it beans. It is. Too. Yes. Very noticeable. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't. Yeah. Ew. <laughs> And I just never understand. I'm like, how can a business do that? I feel like you're defrauding. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yes. Wait a minute. It's in a can. <laughs> no. Like I could have done the same if I wanted canned beans. I could have just bought them and eaten at home. No. <laughs> and made it better. Yeah. Ooh, that's that's. You just made me realize I left out something in our whole conversation. My salsas are also really versatile. I cook with them all the time. I, yes, like my verde for chilequiles, bomb. I use, I've experimented with it with fish, with turkey meat. I don't eat meat, but my kids do. So I've made them things, but like, it's very versatile. Like I've used it for a lot of cooking things and it it crosses over very nicely. So stop using that canned stuff. (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah. Don't, don't go there. That's the theme of this Come episode. Come get one hot mama's salsa and put it in your food. That's better. Yeah, support local, like I always say too. Yes, like local, yes. local sellers instead of just all these companies that are making like a all million the of them local. a day, putting a bunch of like crazy ingredients, like you said, that you just don't yes. know what in, anymore. Yes, it's, it's a long list. Yeah, because my ingredient label is all stuff you know and can pronounce, and it either grows in your ground or it's salt and pepper. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, I just, and yeah, you should support local anyways. I mean, support all the small business people. So I know you mentioned a few things earlier in terms of like the future for the business and the flavor that, you know, they're uh, taste testing currently. Are there any other things that you have in mind, things that maybe you're not working on right now, but like goals with the business? Well, let me see. Well, goals. My my whole end goal is I would love to have a food truck. I want a food truck so bad. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to cook because I love to cook. I love to feed people. I've been feeding people since, oh my gosh, I think I was raised feeding people. Like, I mean, you know, in Hispanic households, that's what you do. Even on the other side, my mom's side, I mean, Jesus, that's what they did. They fed people. So I love to feed people and I would love to one day have a food truck and on my food truck at the bottom, have a beautiful salsa bar for people to just put salsa all over their delicious food. But for right now in this, in, in the, not getting my heads in the cloud. Just I want to really I want to hit the ground running next se- uh, next market season. I want to hope to have a good amount of jars stacked so I will be able to have more than one market because I'd be able to do Turlock and Oakdale. So I'm very excited for next season's market. I'm very excited to have next market season. So do you usually start planning for that like a few months in advance like start like making the salsas like one or two months before the market season? Uh, Is that usually? Yeah. Well, now that I have went from fresh, now that I'm canning and not fresh, because that's the game changer. When it was fresh, it was different. I had to sell it. If it didn't sell, it was wasted. Hmm. So now with canning, I keep trying to stack my, my 
quantity of jars I have, but when I go to markets, when I sell out, it takes me so long to get my stack up. And because I make so many flavors, that's also what makes it difficult because I have to make so many salsas and canning is a lot of work. So I am trying to work on stacking up because like I said, they're good for 18 months on shelf. So I'm trying to build up, but I just keep selling them. So I'm hoping maybe, (laughs) maybe when market ends in December, I could take December, January and February and just can as much as possible at my commercial kitchen and then hopefully be able to have a good supply. (laughs) <laughs> that's good that's a good problem to have if you keep selling yeah, oh yes <laughs> yes it's, it's i am good. not complaining no i'm not complaining <laughs> selling but, out is know. an amazing feeling it really is <clears throat> but it does definitely sound if you sell out a lot that you need you need someone else so again putting it out there for everyone if yeah. anyone makes salsas too i'm sure like you know they can follow the recipe and make it as, as it should be Right. I know I keep telling my twins because I have 15 year old twins. I'm like, you guys need to get in there and start cooking. Like, because I would rather pay you guys than other people. Oh, yeah, that's true. And of Uh, course, my daughter, my kids are like, but then you yell at us. I'm like, yes, that's even better. (laughs) (laughs) I can't yell at my employees. (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, then there's a lot of other issues that go on with it. Yeah, no. So I'm like, you, you guys are great. <laughs> yeah. Plus you keep in the family, you keep growing the business. Yes, and all that. It, yes. it sounds, sounds fun. Yeah. I'm like, oh. Yes. I'm like, hello, that's how you're supposed to do it. It's a family affair. Yeah. That, that's how that goes. It's going to be their summer job next summer because they're going to, they'll both be 16. So they'll be selling at the market while I'm at another market. Yeah. I, that's, that's how you grow. Yeah. Yes, the, the multiple exactly. ones. They often happen at around the same time too, right? It's like they choose yes. weekends a lot. Morning is usually the, the thing, right? Unless it's a night market, but yep. usually it's morning. Mm-hmm. So it's so. Yes, morning and then afternoon. So it's like, I already made it clear. I was like, next year, you guys will be selling at one and I'll be at another one. And yeah, we're going to do this. <laughs> well, one last thing here. Yes. Can you tell the audience like where we can follow you on social media, the website, they want to do custom orders. If the catering job, which will hopefully happen soon, I'm sure in in 2024. uh, Yes. Okay, let me. So, yes, I have my email, which is mamasalsa4 at gmail.com. Mamasalsa4 at gmail.com. And I have a website, which is onehotmamasalsa.com. And then I am also on Instagram, which is the best way to get a hold of me because Instagram is my social media of choice. Um, I'm not really on Facebook anymore. Sorry. And Instagram is one underscore hot mama underscore salsa. And yeah. And you can email me or find me on website or Instagram. Like I said, is the best way people do house pickups all the time. So I have no problem with people coming to pick up salsa from my home. I usually have it already ready because like I said, it's canned now. So it's in my garage, nice and ready to go. (laughs) Nice. Well, there you have it, everyone. Again, I really hope that you get that catering job soon so you can have that large order and we can have stories to tell of uh, how that went down and how others have happened and all that. And I hope they figure out 
what's wrong, right, with the long COVID thing. I, I've heard of that before as well. Yes. And, and I'm sure it's it sucks to have to not know answers to something, but hopefully hopefully you get better with that. I am hoping because three years is a long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's a while. Yeah. And, uh, but but yeah. my saying for my business is that when life gives you peppers, you make salsa. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's that that's is a my good, saying. Good saying yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I because I don't even. I think it was one of my cousins. He was like, "Well, you kind of did the different with the lemons. You know, you took peppers and no, I think he said you took tomatoes and made sauce out of it." And so I was like, "I'm gonna use that," but I changed it. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, you gotta just just that for too, but yeah, yeah no, that's yeah. I'm glad glad you have a slogan there. Hopefully, uh, is it also yes. in sauces too? I'm like. Is that slogan on there printed or I feel, I feel like oh, be yes. on, on the jars? It is. If it's not, it oh, okay. is. Yes, I have it on my you know what? I need to put that on my jars. Oh Luis, you just gave me a great idea. It's on my business card and my t-shirt, but that's a great idea. Yeah, that would be great to get people <laughs> like seeing and then yeah, you know, right, right. Do the merchandise along with that. So people are like, hey, that's that's their <laughs> unique slogan, right? That's I a, know. I tried to come out with merchandise and like people were like, Oh, I want to order apron. Oh, I want a coffee mug. And <laughs> it's just so much work. It got tossed under the rug. Yeah. Oh, well, shipping. Yeah. That's the next thing that's yeah. supposed to be happening. Now that I'm canning salsa is shipping. Oh yeah. Yeah. I was mm-hmm. actually going to ask about that earlier too. So I'm glad that you, yes. you mentioned it too. <laughs> yes. I, yeah. Now I can, ship i'm gonna send some to my cousin who lives in the mid mid states and see how they do for him and you know how it travels and then shipping would be next but that would also open a whole nother door of i need employees oh yeah 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 (laughs) and that there's a lot lot of process that goes with all the packaging yes yes securely packaging to it since you got glass jars like it, traveling. Yes, and, exactly. You have yeah. to bubble wrap that baby. <laughs> yeah, lots lots of bubble wrap for sure. Um, <laughs> yeah. Great. Well, it's been really fun talking to yes, you. And it was yeah, wonderful I can't wait meeting to see you. The, likewise, I can't wait to see like how much more the, the salsa business continues to grow. I know there's a, a lot more things that'll happen with the two and can't wait to try the mild salsas because again I can't yes. taste spicy just like you. We have to I, get it, it just, to you. Yeah. <laughs> so well, uh, I hope and, I and see also, you in Turlock. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying my best to go out there in one of these days when, yeah. when they have their farmers. Luckily they, you said they have it till the end of uh, or almost the end of December, Christmas. Yeah, December twenty third. So mm-hmm. hopefully when I go down there for uh, Christmas tree lane, I think it'll probably be yes. on a Saturday, more likely. So. Okay. Yep, we're there from nine to one. Great. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much again, Jessica. Thank and you again, so we'll be chatting with you maybe in about a year or so when I like yes. reconnect with guests, especially people who own businesses, to see how other businesses going. That'll be cool. Yes, I'm. I look forward to that. <laughs> My one year checkup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, once again, thank you to Jessica, or I should say. One Hot Mama, as uh, people know her in the community, and as, as you may have already heard her, if you've seen one of the news stations, features they've done on her business and all that. But just another reminder, y'all, if you are not following me on social media, following the podcast, I should say, you can follow it at The 209 Journey on Facebook, X, formerly Twitter, and Instagram. 
Feel free to check it out. I am trying to grow, especially the Instagram page is the one that has been getting a lot more traction. And, and I'm trying to get more followers on, on that side of the social media worlds. And it's been doing really good for me. And shout out to everyone who's followed that page. I know after I posted the last episode, the followers grew a lot. So I can't thank you enough for following that, for listening to the episodes. I know the last episode got quite a few listens, which uh, made me really happy, especially considering that I had actually taken a little break for a few months, but I'm back at it. It's going to be a weekly thing. I might be keeping it to every Friday or Thursday. Check your podcast platforms to find out when I post a new episode and definitely follow the podcast show wherever you're listening to right now. That is my goal. Once a week, the day week might vary depending on how busy I get and all that. I will be doing that. And I actually do have a few episodes scheduled to be recorded here in the next week. So that makes me really happy to be able to let y'all know that once a week will definitely be a thing. As long as I have a list of scheduled interviews, all is good. But my goal, as I've always said, is to have a lot of interviews recorded and be able to have a set schedule, at least for like the next month or two. So moving forward, I can give y'all sneak peek as to like who my future guest is and all that. But right now, I can't really do so as much because I still have to record them. So I can't guarantee a future guest. And then maybe we have to reschedule and then it's someone else. And then, yeah. So I'll be doing that. So if you know that I introduce or I actually give a sneak peek to a future guest, it's because I've already recorded that interview too. So, all right. Well, thank you so much, everyone, for listening to the show, whether it was your first time or you've been listening to the show for quite some time now. Appreciate each and every one of you for listening to the episodes and for following me on social media, leaving those comments on different posts that I do as well. It all really helps me out in terms of being able to grow the show, get new listeners and continue to show the world just how awesome it is to be from the 209 or to move here and all the great things that our people are doing. Well, I hope everyone has a great night or day whenever you might be listening to this and You'll hear me next week here on the Tone and Journey podcast. 